I want to talk about holy, about what? Anointing oil. Hey. I want to talk about anointing oil, right? You know, you know that I wrote a book, right? About the New Testament believer. And so uh, there's a whole lot of information right there, you know, in the book. And so, uh, you know, when you go through the book, you will see, you know, uh, all the scriptures that are involved there and everything that is in the book. Now, some time back, maybe, what, a couple months back, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, you need to show grace to the people that have not as yet received this revelation. You know, that you need to, you know, show grace because there was time whereby you did not know this. You know, and you believed in the anointing of oil. You believed in all of that, there was a time like that in your life. You know. And so the Holy Spirit was showing to me that, you know, He had God had grace on me, on us during that time, you know, because we did not know this. Are you with me? And so he was challenging me that, you know, you you must have grace, show grace, teach, but show grace, you know, that there is a time whereby God will uh, bring people to speak with what is, you know, uh, this truth. And so, so I began to, you know, understand that. And now, uh, remember on Monday, we're in a service, right? Uh, those who were at the, the service, and so Pastor Andre called for, you know, he wanted to pray for pastors. You know, so we went. And when we were there, you know, he, 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 he spoke, you know, a couple of things. Then he said, you know, then I want to you know, he says, where is my anointing oil? Remember that? And so, where is my anointing oil? So, uh, and then I understand that some members of the church say, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, at that time, I, I, I did a quick prayer. God, how do I respond to this? How do I respond to this? You know, that I need the wisdom of God on how to respond at that at that time. Yeah. Now you need to understand that. Firstly, it was not our meeting. Are you with me? You know, and so, uh, and then secondly, you know, whatever you do, you need the wisdom of God that 
you, you should never do anything to dampen the flow of the service. Because what would happen uh, at times, so that's why, and then this is an advice to, to pastors, you know, uh, as you run the church. The flow of the spirit in the service is critical. You should never allow anything to dampen that spirit, you know, the flow. Uh, because what would happen the devil would want to disturb that, you know, so that the rest of people would not receive from the Lord, but because they were disturbed by one incident. That's what he always wants to do. Yeah, like, you know, I'll be ready, or oh, you would know as uh, uh, preachers, you'd be ready to go and preach, and something would just before you go to stage, or just before you go, something will happen. Now, those are the tactics of the devil to try to make your heart harden, you know, and so that you should not flow in the power of God. Are you with me? And so, the flow of the service is critical. You know, for me, I always, you know, check that there should be flow. Right from the beginning, right until the end, there should be flow. And so when, when Satan brings issues that would want to disturb me, you know, maybe before I minister, I know how to handle that. I said, I, I identify this is the devil. And so I'm not going to entertain that. Yeah. I'm not going to entertain that. And I now would focus, you know, uh, on the flow and the, the spirit of God. So, you know, my response is very, was very uh, critical. You know, otherwise, it would dampen the spirit of that service and, and all the pastors that have come forward to receive, you know, now they wouldn't receive from God, number one. You know, and then number two, the people that are watching online wouldn't also receive because, you know, maybe the way I handle the situation. You know. And so I did a quick prayer, God, how do I handle this? You know. And God said to me, look beyond the oil. That's, that's the message that I received right there. Look beyond the oil. Yeah. So with that, this was my understanding that don't refuse, or rather, yeah, don't refuse to receive from God simply because there is oil. That oil is nothing. Are you with me? It's good, it's neither or no. It's nothing. It's, yeah, it does no harm. It does no good. Are you with me? And so, look beyond that. You know. So, I remember I, sta I was standing there and I said, I'm going to receive whatever God has destined for me, I'm going to receive. And I'm not going to allow this oil thing to distract me. You know. And thank God I received from the Lord. Amen? Now, 
uh, here is the thing. You see, it's just like somebody comes to preach, ne? and then he comes wearing a collar. You know, uh, uh, you know this ministerial collar. Yeah. So you can be stuck on the collar that you don't receive from God. Now, whether the collar is there or not, it has nothing to do with the delivery of the message. It does no harm. Does it harm you when... Yeah, it does not, right? You know, does it make the message more anointed? No. Yeah. And so that's the understanding that I got. That, you know, this oil, whether it's there or not, it's not spiritual. It's not uh, like what? Enhancing the spiritual effect in any way. And it's not in any way blocking anything. You might as well put on a Vaseline or put on, you know, whatever. It, it has no spiritual enhancement. And at the same time, it has no spiritual blockage or anything. Are you with me? You know, and so that is the you know the understanding that one to have. Now Paul talks about uh, the issue of uh, food offered to idols, and he says that. We know that an idol is nothing. Are you with me? You know, an idol is nothing. And so, uh, so whether you eat the food or you don't, it has, you know, it, 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 is, it is not doing anything. It's getting quiet now. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, it's only when you believe that it does something to you. You know, your faith will affect you. You know, uh, in the negative. And so, uh, so it's the same situation. You know, that in itself, there is nothing. You know, and I thank God that, you know, we let the meeting flow, you know, and I receive from the Lord and really impacted by the Lord. I mean, the whole services, you know, God was moving. You experienced that, right? The move of God, the presence of God, you, the great revival. Amen? And so, you know, and obviously afterwards, you know, I gave Pastor Andre my book, and then I opened chapter 6, page 69, about the anointing wife. And I said that even if you don't read the whole book, just read this chapter. Uh, and so, uh, you know, as I say that, you know, God gives us grace, you know, uh, in understanding. And so, uh, I believe that, you know, when I wrote about this, the things that I wrote there, I knew that there were you know, that this thing, it's like, uh, 
you know, coming against the norm that is there. You know, and so, and that it would probably create some backlash. You know, people will say, oh, now you're teaching a different, you know, uh, teaching and so forth. And I knew I was ready for that. But, you know, as long as you can show me in scripture that I am wrong, then I'm happy. I will tear the book and then throw it into the fire. But because I know that this is the Bible. Amen? And so that's why I am, you know, I'm, I, I, you know I know that this is the word of God and that you should be set. So when you find yourself in a situation whereby maybe some people have not as yet re uh, received this revelation, apply grace. You know, apply grace. And also that it was a public meeting, you know, but if it was maybe a private meeting or a meeting whereby we are, you know, it's our meeting, then I know how to handle are you with me? Yeah. And so I, I just wanted to make sure that you all settle. You all, you know, but because as we continue, find that we will be in many other meetings like those. You know, so you need to know how to handle the situation. Amen? Now, here is the thing. Uh, in my book, I write that the anointing oil, the Bible, the New Testament says nothing about that talks about anointing with oil, but it says nothing about anointing oil. It is never mentioned in the New Testament. Yeah. It was in the Old Testament. Yeah. It had to have the olive oil with ingredients, you know, that the Bible talks about, right? You know, and it had to be handled by the priest and the prophet, you know, nobody else. And it had to be anointed on the priest, those that are coming into priesthood, and on, also on the prophet. And we see also being anointed on the kings. Only those three categories, nobody else. Nothing whatsoever. But now, in the New Testament, you know, now the Bible talks about the anointing. Now, the, the, let me finish with this. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, as you know. The New Testament was written in Greek, right? So, before Jesus came, uh, people started, you see, the, the, it, they only had the Old Testament. So, they started to translate it into, because the English of the day, if I can put it there, the known language, the, the language that was easily available and used, it was not Hebrew. During the time of Jesus, or just before uh, the time of, it was Greek. So that is why all of the New Testament was written in Greek. You know. And so, what happened? It's, uh, we have 70 scholars in Alexandria. 70 AD, before Jesus was born. I mean, 70 BC, before Jesus was born. They sat down and they translated the Old Testament. 
And that is the Bible that Jesus used. That is the Bible that the disciples used. The Greek translation of the Hebrew. Are you with me? So now, the, the question is, in, in the New Testament, the word for anointing or anoint is the Greek word aleifo. Uh, transliterated alefo. Transliterated meaning it's not translated because the alphabets, uh, the letters are different. We have A in English, we have alpha in, so it's two different uh, things. So that's why we say transliterated. So it is transliterated, uh, transliterated alefo. That's the way that is used, a layful, anoint. Now, when you look in all of the New Testament where this word is used, it is used, you know, uh, when Jesus says that when you fast, you know, uh, you need to wash and you need to anoint uh, your face, is is using the word a layful. It's translated, uh, also it's used also when the woman came and he opened the perfume, he poured it on Jesus and anointed Jesus with the perfume. It's a layful, the way. It is also translated in, you know, used also in Mark chapter 6 where the Bible says Jesus sent his disciples to go and preach the gospel and when they were there, what happened? It, uh, it says that they cast out demons, and they also anointed uh, the sick with oil. You know, the word anointed right there is the word alefo. Yeah. And it is also used in James chapter 5. Yeah. Uh, if anyone is sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for him and, you know, uh, and anoint him with oil, right? So anoint that, that the way that is used there is a layful. Now, here is Jesus. He's taking, he, he goes to the, uh, the synagogue. He's presented to him the Bible, the, the book of Isaiah. He opened it up, right? In Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Yeah. And, and down there. And then he starts to read. Yeah. Luke chapter 4, let's go there. He says, listen to what he says. The spirit of the Lord is upon. What is he quoting? He's quoting Isaiah, right? Isaiah 61. And Isaiah is written in you know, originally in Hebrew, right? And then so, but when they translated uh, the, the, that verse into Greek, now listen to what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has done what? Anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Now that word, anointed, it is not the word alephal. It's not. But 
it is the word Krio. Krio. And it is this word that it's used about God. You know, like in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God Krioed, not a layfoot, but Krioed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Yeah. Are you with me? And this word, so if you are Krioed, you are the Krioed one. You are the anointed one. So you take that word now in the passive, you know, it is now the word, uh, uh, you are Christos, from the word Krio, Christos, the anointed one. So that's where we get the word Christ from, the anointed one. So it is not the alayford one. Is the Christos, the one who is anointed, you know, according to the to the Old Testament. Yeah. So now this word that is used. So in every every instant where he's talking about the anointing of God coming upon people, it is not using the word alefo, but it's using the word kio. Christos, the anointed one. Yeah. And so, and what we see also in the word Christos is that there is no physical oil used in any of them. But it is talking about the Holy Spirit and which the oil, the anointing oil in the Old Testament was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the New Testament, that we are doing we have done away with the symbol of the blood of the lamb because Jesus his blood has come we have done away with the symbol of the anointing oil why because the holy spirit himself has come are you with me so that is why in the new testament you know we see that the anointing it's of the holy spirit it's not of the oil but it is of the holy spirit coming himself. Now, don't you think that when uh, people were ordained, when they chose the, the eleven, uh, the seven in Acts chapter 6, you know, it, it, they prayed for them. They never anointed with oil. You know, when the uh, apostle, like Paul, when he was, you know, remember they were praying and God said, you know, the prophecy came and said, separate unto me Barnabas and Paul for the work that I have called them. You know, and they laid hands upon them. But they, it is never mentioned that they anointed them with oil. Why? Because it was not, and it is not, a New Testament practice. You know, Timothy, you know, uh, is, uh, Paul says that, stir up the gift that is upon you. That came upon you by anointing of oil? No, by the laying on of hands. Yeah. So, what we're seeing here is that the physical anointing oil that was used in the Old Testament was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So, in the New Testament, 
we never use the symbol because the real has come. You know, so we believe in the real, the power of the Holy Spirit that is flowing. Amen? And so, uh, you know, so never ever be confused in any way. You know, and never ever desire that, oh, if only I, they can touch me with oil. You don't do, they might as well go and get grease and touch you with it. Are you with me? It has, whether it's oil from Israel or it's motor oil, you know, a castrol, you know, that you bought from the garage, you put it uh, in there. Both of them have no significance, spiritual significance at all. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, I thought that, let me just talk to you as, you know, you were there. And so, you should not, not be confused, you know, about uh, the anointing with oil whatsoever. Do you understand? Are you happy? Praise God. Amen. So, that is... Uh, my 10 minutes. Let's stand up and we pray.